going on, world? It's your man Head Crack back for After Hours Podcast Episode 2. Big shout out to everybody who checked in for Episode 1. And a lot of people are like, so like, what's the podcast going to be about? Is it like a hip-hop podcast? Nah, this is like a lifestyle podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, things to improve whatever's going on in your current situation. Whether you be in transit from point A to point B. Or maybe you just need something to just, you know, help you disconnect from the world for a second. Because I know a lot of us out there dealing with a lot of things. And, you know, sometimes you got to take that time for yourself just to, like, you know, disconnect and ask for the universe to help you connect with the best version of yourself so you could be the best person you could be for the rest of the day. You know, I be trying to go hard in the gym sometimes. And every now and then, like, I, you know, I might injure my ankle or something like that. And uh, a friend of mine, two friends of mine, actually, uh, Four Eyes, and another lady by the name of Book Brown, and he was talking about transcendental meditation. And it was like, you know, when you meditate, it's kind of like that movie, The One, with Jet Li, where, like, there was whole, there was, like, a whole universe of different versions of Jet Li. And he had to, like... The, the evil version was going back in time or going to these different dimensions, killing the alternate version of himself, and he'd get stronger each time. Until eventually he met the one that was so good, it was the best version of himself, he was able to defeat the bad version of himself. And I feel like the universe works the same way, because like I took the advice and I got kind of like, you know, meditated, prayed about it, if you will, and I asked the universe to send me the best version of myself. Two days later, I was healed. I know it sounds like a bunch of mammy behind mumbo jumbo, but give it a shot, it'll work. Just connect every now and then. Connect with yourself and see where that takes you. But anyway, you know, jumping into my hip-hop bag for a second, you know, Jay-Z just recently released an album called 444, which is actually a really dope album. Especially considering, you know, Jay-Z's a man of a certain age. And I know hip-hop, you know, a lot of times they try to say it's a, a young man's sport. And if you're over a certain age, you shouldn't be doing it anymore. But it seems like a lot of the dudes who are, really got something legit to say are cats who are like 30-plus, 40-plus. And, you know, it was great to see a guy like Jay-Z be able to deliver an album that was real and not filled with a whole bunch of radio singles chasing particular sounds and trends. Interesting point, number one. Uh, number two, I was reading comment sections of a lot of different, like, you know, blogs and stuff like that. And it was like, ah, Jay-Z released his album. It's on title. <laughs> Too bad I ain't going to listen to it because I don't rock with title. And the ill part about it was this. We, have, we do such a great job as a culture and a society of blowing the nose off our own spinks. And when I say that, I say... We spend a lot of money with a lot of different people, but we don't really spend money with ourselves the way some of these other people do. And you know, and, not, and I'm not saying that you should only spend money with black businesses, or if you're white, you should only spend money with white businesses, Asian, Mexican, so forth. But when you see somebody doing something, it's like, yo, why wouldn't I support that guy? You know, I hang around, you know, a bunch of different people, you know, who are like, you know, are different levels of wokeness, you know what I'm saying? And some people, you know, put a lot of, uh, you know, value into material things over, you know, just sensical things. Like, you know, they'll buy something from somebody because it's this Italian person or it's, it's this name brand cat. But, you know, we don't take the same pride in like the things that we create. And when you look at the fashion world, um, 
You know, guys like Carl Kanai, who were like killing it back in the day. Um, guys like um, April Walker from Walker Wear, Fat Farm, Cross Colors. I mean, I know they kind of had their moment, but things do have a tendency to come and go. But how come we can't get our things to stay the same way some of these other people stay? Like Tommy Hilfiger is still a thing. Polo by Ralph Lauren is still a thing. It'll always be a thing. Nautica, Gucci, people like that, that will always be a thing because like we'll always throw our money at it. But when you look at guys who are like out there in the field right now, like Sean John, like anytime I go to the mall, I always like see if there's like a Sean John section. Cause like, I would rather spend my money with Diddy than spend it, you know, with these foreign cats who barely want you in their clothes anyway. Any stuff be overpriced. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if we could spend more time building up, not to say the little guy, but you know, building ourselves up, you know what I'm saying? Like we can have a little bit more control what goes on in the industry, man. I never hear about our fashion stuff getting bigged up as much as some of these other brands get bigged up. I mean, you know, aside from Jordan, I mean, cause everybody loves Jordan, but we don't own that. He's part owner, but that's not ours. You know, even Kanye West with Yeezys, they're flying off the shelves. But once again, that's not ours. Always uplift and celebrate, you know, all this high-end stuff that, you know, like a lot of us can't even barely afford. You know what I'm saying? I know people who are living with people, but got like a $3,000 bag. Come on. We got to get our priorities together. Going back to that title thing. Like, title is something that, like, you know, people that we know are connected to. But, and they actually, from a music standpoint, actually pay the artists the most, you know, per stream, you know, compared to, like, people like Spotify and iTunes. You know, no slight or shade to them, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, the current business model of music is messed up. So, when you see people, like, improving the design, why wouldn't you want to rock with that? Now, I know when Title first came out, the, you know, the whole, like, you know, narrative was 1999, but... There's a 1999 version of it, but it's 9.99 like everybody else. But yet, we let these people, you know, like skew a narrative that like, yo, it's this overpriced boutique, fancy, expensive thing that you know only rich people should be rocking with or afford. I don't know, like you know, I'm just saying, this ain't a big like rant, you know, to put everybody on title. But I'm just saying, man, like don't blow the nose off your own spinks, man. You know what I'm saying? We got some great things out there, and it could get even greater when we celebrate it. And I think that's one thing you'll learn about this podcast. I'm all about people building, and not even just building the people that I'm interviewing. I want to help build the people that are listening to the podcast, and we're gonna get there. Oh my God, we're gonna get there. Uh, stick around to the end of the podcast, and we'll toss a phone number out there for you. Um, we got some topics. We Gonna discuss later on down the road i think maybe you guys could participate in but we'll get there later in the meantime the special guest that i have this episode is bb borelli she's a young lady who has two eps out right now she signed a def jam uh it's called uh free the real uh part one and part two she got a a few dope records got a chance to see her live and uh you know i just wanted to kind of like you know get a little backstory about her because prior to the interview i didn't really know a lot about her other than the fact i saw a video on bet and uh you know as the interview progressed she got real comfortable And uh, I think we got some cool things out of this one So sit back, relax, enjoy the ride Welcome to the After Hours It's time for BB Bradley ah, Thank you well, first, <laughs> I just clap for myself You should The wrestler used to do that um, What was his name? Uh, Action Bronson made a song about him I Really? His name. But anyway, he used, to always, he used to always pat himself on the back After he like, beat an opponent Oh really? You gotta do that You gotta pat That's yourself dope. on the back It's true, it's People true People won't always give you your props It's true So BB Yes. You are originally from Berlin. Yes. Um, you made your way over to the States. Yes. After, like, I guess, like, a, a long period of just, like, you know, self-discovery and just, yeah. like, going out there living life. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was born in Berlin. Okay. And I've been moving back and forth from Berlin in the United States since I was nine years old. So every three years or every two years periodically. Because, you know, at first I moved to um, the U.S. when I was nine years old because my mother passed away at uh, six. So um, me and my brother uh, went to go live with my aunt and uncle because my dad was a traveling musician. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... You know, I moved back to Berlin, and then I moved back to the U.S. because I got in trouble in school and stuff. So, yeah, I've been back and forth. So, I was reading up on you, and it was saying, like, it was during those times where you was getting in trouble at school. You mm-hmm. used to spend a lot of time on rooftops just chilling, smoking, yeah. drinking, writing music. Like, what was the day where it really clicked for you and you realized that, you know what? I want to, like, do music, and I want to tell my story, and I want to live life so I have a story to tell. I think it was just, it's just natural for me. Like, I was born into music. My mom uh, worked at a place called the House of World Culture. She's the coordinator of the uh, art, music, and dance department. And my father is a professional musician. He'd been touring the world since he was 17. So I was, I understood the language of music before I really understood um, English. You see what I'm saying? Like, for me, um, I can uh, articulate myself a lot better um, through music than I can through um, speaking, you right. know what I mean? So um, it just was always in me. I just didn't, it was just nature, just natural. Now, as you listen to your EPs, Free the Real, part one and two, mm-hmm. it seems like both projects are a really great celebration of your imperfection. Yeah. And I think, you know, like even when you look at comedy, yeah. some of the greatest comedians in the world yeah. were the people who were not afraid to tear themselves down. Yeah. You had a line in there on uh, Perfect where you used to talk about how like your iPhone's cracked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many people where like, <laughs> I, you know, like, you know, yeah. like, it's such a great conversation yeah. starter for people. It's yeah. like, who you got mad at, girl? Yeah. Like, then they tell you their story. Yeah. Um, nah, I just, I mean, thank you. <laughs> but um, I just, yeah, I just, Right, what I feel. Free the Real Part 1 and 2 is definitely about my imperfections. When I, you know, wrote both of those EPs um, or that body of work, I um, was fresh in Los Angeles. And um, I'd never seen, like, that kind of glitz and glamour ever in my life, really, like, in terms of just that kind of puppet stuff. Yeah. You know, people pretending to be... um, perfect, you know, or pretending to be um, unflawed. And it scared me in many ways. And I kind of, it kind of made me want to just, you know, when, when you feel like a bug's crawling on you. Mm-hmm. You want to so, swat it. Yeah, and you just want to swat it. So that's how, like, that was the emotion kind of when uh, I wrote both, uh, like both of those EPs. So when you first moved to the States, mm-hmm. your first destination, was it? California, or did you live in New York at all? No, I lived in, uh, so I was living in, like, I was in between the DMV and Berlin in my childhood, in my teenagehood. And then by the time I graduated, I I was 19 years old, and my um, parents wanted me to go to college, but um, I was never good at school. I didn't understand why I should go to college if I'd never been good at school. Not for everybody. Yeah. And I would have wasted my parents' money. And um, it's not what I love to do. So I just packed my stuff and moved to Los Angeles at 19. 
Wow. So do you think if you would have like moved to the East Coast first, like mm -hmm. a, well, a place like New York City, because mm -hmm. you said you lived in a DMV, yeah. like a, New York people are different than LA people. Yeah. And most people who complain about LA, other than complaining about the traffic, yeah. Yeah. they always complain about how everybody in LA is so fake or everybody's yeah. trying to work an angle yeah. on you. Do you think the album's tone would have had a different vibe to it? If I was in New York. If you was in New York? For sure. But I think my career would have taken longer because... Um, I naturally uh, gravitate toward like cities like New York, you know, and I'd probably be in the subway and found some crap to get into that I shouldn't, you know, that I shouldn't have been focusing on right. because I was in L.A. and I was isolated um, and I felt isolated and that secluded and I and and, you know, whatever. It forced me to um, create. It forced me to create um, on a very intense level gotcha. because it's the only thing that I felt like I you know, I had. Got you. Now, now, not only do you create joints for yourself, mm -hmm. you've uh, penned some heat, you know, a uh, few Usher records under your belt. Yeah. I know everybody is sometime or another is Dance to Bitches, Better Have My yeah. Money by Rihanna. Yeah. Um, so when you write that song, do you write it with Rihanna in mind? Like, did something happen where someone actually owed you money? Now, I was just broke in 19 and drunk. You know what I mean? When I wrote that song. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't, no, I don't write with people in mind. I don't think that that's genuine unless I meet the individual. I had never met her before when I wrote that record. Unless I meet the individual and like, I'm I'm uh, moved. You know what I mean? Um, I just you know express my emotions and my feelings, and that's what I did with that. You know, I whatever I was feeling just came out. You know, and she liked it. So, so you know, from a, a songwriter standpoint. Splitting that down the middle, also being like a fan of different genres of yeah, music. Like yeah. you just get like, you know, excited and flip a table over once you find out like, you know, a Rihanna or Usher is going to use your joint or is just you so cool and your personality is like, oh, that's great. I think that it was more nerve wracking than, um, yay. Like it was more like, whoa, you know, <laughs> like I get excited when I like, hear music that I really, really love or write something that I really, really love or think is dope. I try not to get too excited about the things that happen in my career, not because I don't appreciate them, but because I understand how um, fragile work is, you know what I mean? And how, how easy things come and how easy things go, you know? So I try not to feed into that because I feel like the moment you feed into that, it does weird things to your ego and, you know, you start to focus on things that don't matter. You know what I mean? For me, music is just the priority. It's the only thing I care about. So for you, what was the first time where it was just like, wow, this is now a thing? Um, I don't think I've come to that realization yet. Like sometimes I think about everything and it feels surreal. You know what I mean? I'm not. People have to remember, you know what I'm saying? I used to just kick it in the city, you know what I mean? And, and in LA, I used to play guitar on, on Venice, you know what I mean, with my friends, with my friends. So that's who I am, that's who I've been for the majority of my life. The change hasn't set in yet because it's been such a short period of my life, you know what I mean? It feels surreal. Gotcha, so what was like the first date that you went to when you rocked your set, you mm. look into the audience and everybody knows the words. It was in Mo Milwaukee, Milwaukee. And we were performing for, it was just me and uh, one of my, uh, uh, a guitar player. And 
we were performing um, for a bunch of kids, like ages six to like, I know, right? Me performing for kids, like, what the heck? Yeah, they got parents who curse. I like, don't yeah. curse. Uh, from ages six to like um, 17. And I, I sung ballin' and everybody was singing ballin'. That's the most gratifying feeling because my songs come from a real place. You know what I mean? Like, they come from my experiences. They come from the things I've seen and the things I've endured and, like, the things that have made me feel something. So when you write a song that comes from somewhere sacred in your heart, you know what I mean, um, and somewhere genuine in your heart, and uh, you see people connect to it, um, you feel connected. Right. You feel like understood, you know, or you feel heard. You feel heard. So that is why I do it. You know what I mean? That is the most gratifying feeling in the world. You know what I mean? Because essentially as a creative person, as an artist, as a true artist, a real artist, um, I believe that it's your job to connect humanity to connect people right we don't tear people apart we, we bring them together right so um to be in that position and deal with all the things we deal with by, you know behind the scenes and in the industry and all the superficial stuff and um to have that moment you know what i mean will carry you through the month you know what i mean even if that moment happens once because you just remember every single time something comes up that um, throws you off, you get to have that visual, you know, of a bunch of kids, kids yeah. singing um, your your song. You know what I mean? It's that's a I, I I know what it feels like to connect to music. I know what it feels like to be nine years old and to listen to something in your headphones and think, oh my gosh, this is it. This is all. You know what I mean? This 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 song understands me. So when I can do that for people, it blows me away, really moves me. Now, what songs did that for you growing up? I used to listen to, um, my dad used to play uh, Living for the City by Stevie Wonder. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he used to play a lot of Tribe Called Quest. But like for me, it, it, it would be songs like, you know, I, I loved um, Yes by Beyonce. I loved... Um, uh, what else did I love? I loved um, Use Somebody by Kings of Leon. I loved, you know, what else did I love? I love Suicidal Thoughts by Notorious B.I.G. Like, lots of different genres, but, um, you know, I just, I remembered being in school and fe feeling, like, imp imprisoned, feeling, like, uh, misunderstood by every everyone around me. And because school caused so much uh, school was difficult for me difficult not because i'm inadequate but because i don't i have issues with authority you know what i mean and um it caused problems at home you know what i mean but i remember listening to music and it giving me just the just power yeah you know what i mean now i feel like you know musicians you know aside from lawmakers yeah have probably like the biggest powers in the world because like you know people who make music you guys dictate how people are gonna feel yeah you can rescue people or yes. you can destroy people yes. with the music in which we make yes and that's why i get frustrated when certain people don't get the shine of the light yeah. that they deserve mm -hmm. and they give it to all these other you know mm -hmm. give it to other things that maybe may not necessarily drive people's mentality yeah. in the right direction because mm -hmm. like you could think about those songs you know that you mentioned yeah. that how they helped you when you was in a dark place and you yeah. needed 
something good in your head that yeah. he didn't relate it to you. Like, you know, yeah. for me, it used to be cats like, you know, Public Enemy at the time, yeah. you know, Welcome to the Terror Dome, yeah. some of Biggie stuff, some of Nas stuff, the yeah. world is yours. Like, yeah. you know, get you out of that dark place. Yeah. And you have a lot of those qualities. Thank you. That a lot of artists that I like Thank you. have. Thank like, you. I, when I listened to the music, I was like, yo. Thank you. It, 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 I saw what you was talking about. Yeah, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, you know, for me personally, I don't want to ever be shoved down no one's throat. You know what I mean? Because I, I really do this, you know? But if it's, it's really in the hands of the people, you know what I mean? If people connect to it, um, then thank you. You know what I mean? And if they don't, then, oh, well, you know, if, yeah. You know, so I, I just want to make things that are inspiring. And I want to make things that push, um, that broaden people's perspectives. I'm not a... I'm not trying to preach either mm -hmm. because I'm definitely a sinner. I smoke, I drink. I'm an obsessed person. I'm, you know, emotionally unstable in many ways. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I curse a lot. I'm surprised I'm not cursing right now, but I just want to unify people, man. And I just think we're in a we're in a place now where we need to come together. Like, just off no corny stuff, not none of that. No like, kumbaya, but no, like we not. need each other. Yo, like, this is life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not... Let, I get it, like, BS is cool and it's entertaining and it's fun, but this is like life. Let, let, and let the curse words fly, be yeah. you. I yeah. will edit it. We're yeah, not okay, right cool, yeah, but this is like life, you know, and like, it's it's important. This is important. Like, everything that we do is important, you know what I mean? Um, so, we we have to make sure we feel things, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, and we, we, we stay as truthful as possible. I just, yeah. That's yeah, I think good music is like quinoa. Like yeah. It's good for you, but not everyone loves it. Yeah. But eventually you'll need it. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. might find it. So, yeah. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, so keep serving that quinoa. Yeah. People go yeah. eventually gravitate to it. And, and that's not me saying that, like, by the way, like, I love making ratchet or ratchet music. Like, that is, like, super, like, you know, the opposite. It doesn't, like you said, it doesn't all have to be kumbaya, but it all comes from truth. What is your favorite quote unquote ratchet song? Right now, <laughs> you're, you're, I love T-Shirt by Amigos. Yeah. I like that song right now. Yeah, have you listened to the new Rick Ross album? I haven't. I don't care. You could be from like, you know, Pascogee, Illinois, yeah. Topeka, Kansas. Yeah. When you're done with that album, you want to start like a drug cartel. Really? Like, it, like, it motivates you yeah. for the wrong reason. Yeah. But like, it's, but that's it's dope. such a good album. Yeah, that's it's dope. Like, that's dope. It's like, I want to buy a Wingstop. No, I want to hear it. I definitely want to hear it. I, um, yeah, I definitely want to hear it. One of my favorite songs, actually, well, I, lo I love Ross, by the way, but one of my favorite songs, just when you said, like, makes me feel like a drug cartel is like, you know, like, you look back at Biggie and you look back at, like, like suicidal thoughts and ten crack commandments and et cetera. And um, those aren't necessarily like preachy songs or whatever, but they're true. Yeah. Like when Notorious B.I.G. wrote suicidal thoughts, it wasn't cool to say shit like, excuse me, stuff like yeah. that. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't like cool for like a black man to come out and be like, yo, I want to kill myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was like, he had to sit down and write that and that had to come from his soul and his spirit and he had to have the guts to stand behind the microphone and record it and he had to have the guts to press play for the suits and release it. Yeah. Like, that is it incredible. It can come the door because, like, you know, in, in the urban community, we don't really talk about 
mental illness, yeah. not feeling well, yeah. being depressed. Yeah. We don't talk about yeah. it. It's all celebrate, celebrate, let's get high, let's get party, yeah. and let's drink and smoke yeah. our woes away. But to be able to peel back those layers and be like, hey, yeah. this is wrong with me. Accept me yeah. how I am. Is, is yeah. something to that. Yeah, we need that too. We need everything. Yeah. We need we need everything. We need I'm depressed. We need I am ecstatic and extraordinarily happy to be alive. We need kumbaya. We need country. We need, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pop. We need songs that don't really say it. Like, we need everything. You know what I mean? That's what I really want to encourage, you know, people to um, do. I want people to, I want to encourage people to listen to everything. You know, not just an oversaturation of like one thing. You know what I mean? Like, you got to expose yourself to everything to be a broad person. Yeah, you know it can't I mean? be one dimension. Because if everything was all like, you know, like positive and peace yeah. on the radio, you'd yeah. be tired of that. Yeah. And then you'd be like, how come they don't play no like... Exactly, exactly. You got to have a balance. And yeah. I, think, I think music is getting back to that. Yeah. You may I, not necessarily hear it on the radio, but yeah. you know, the kids know where to go. Yeah, they, they do. They know what SoundCloud yeah. is. They know what YouTube yeah. is. Yeah, I do too. I think that... Um, I just... I, I'm like... Okay, so my generation, I ride for my generation like a crazed football fan like I feel like we're the freest generation the world has ever seen you know what I mean and our parents is tripping with this whole like presidential ish but like we're not like that you know what I mean and we got to remember that you know what I mean and um like we're just free we're free in music we're free in what we wear and who we are you know and I love it it's a weird space because as you talk about generations, I felt that the generation in which I come from, yeah. I felt like, yo, by the time we 40 and 50, yeah. all the racist people going to be dead. We, <laughs> we got it squashed yeah, here. Yeah. But yet it looped back around yeah. and like somehow we got to still like kill some more people. You know, really kill them all. But yeah. it's like, whoa, we got to like reset the mentality yeah. again. But it's amazing that, you know, we can even have a guy like Trump in yeah. office right now considering how forward-thinking we felt yeah. we were. Yeah, but you got to remember the majority of us are not like that. That's some, like, systematic, which I don't even want to talk about, but, like, the majority of us are united. You know what I mean? Yeah. To some level or to some degree. And, and by the way, even if we're not, I mean, even if we're not on the same page, most people are good people. You know what I mean? Most people, if we lo like let go of our egos and we like stop trying to be so cool and like we just tell the truth, mm -hmm. most people could sit down and and have empathy for each other, despite whether or not we admit it. Yeah, I don't know why people feel like it requires so much energy to do that. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I deal with a lot of people who yeah. eat extra for no reason. Yeah, when it takes yeah. way less energy to just be yeah. chill, and just yeah. go with the flow. But yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, I love the way your mind works. Thank you. What is the weirdest thing that you're into that? would throw people off. Thanks. I actually play a lot of Sims 4. For what system? On the phone or like... My know? computer. Like the, That was random, but the yeah. The actual boot up computer? Yeah, like. yeah. I have a computer separate for Sims 4. Some nerdy shit, but it is what that. it is. I haven't, no, I haven't even heard nobody mention Sims in nearly I love years. Sims. I love Sims. When I get home and I'm on my break, I'm going to make songs, I'm going to smoke my weed, I'm going to have my wine, and I'm going to play Sims. All right, what is your weed of choice? Um, I like sativa because I don't like going to bed. I like, uh, or hybrids like Blue Dream. Help me out here. Mm -hmm. For the people who like to smoke indica and mm -hmm. completely just check out of the world, yeah. why is that? Like, mm. why would you not want to smoke weed and do something? <laughs> I think that it's just about tolerance mm -hmm. and brain chemistry. 
You know what I mean? Some people, depending on how you are just in, internally already, mm-hmm. um, indica makes people probably feel differently. And so does sativa. For me, I don't like being... Out of it? Out of it. <laughs> I'm not, like, you know what I mean? Um, but some people uh, feel a lot calmer on indica and function better. I don't know. I don't have no So it's a perfect evening for you, a couple hours of Sims 4, <laughs> weed in one hand, wine in the other? Or do you have to space these things out? Um, I try to space them out now. I'm trying to be more balanced because I'm a very obsessed person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's also why I got good at music because I'm really, I, when I say that, it's not no exaggeration. When I decide to do something, I do it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I'm trying to space it out now. But, you know, honestly, this is going to sound corny because if you would have asked me this at 15, I wouldn't have given you this answer because sometimes when we have things, we take them for granted. Mm-hmm. But um, just being with my friends. That's not corny. And my family, like that, being in an environment where, you know, you feel like your guard doesn't have to be up and you feel like you can um, say anything you want and be um, who you are. Not be judged for it. Not be judged for it. Like, I already feel like I could say whatever I want um, but I know, I know that I get ridiculed for the things that I say with strangers. You know what I mean? Or judge. I wouldn't even sweat that if I was. Yeah, it's hard though. It's hard. The thing is, I don't sweat it, but it's natural. You know what I, I mean? I get it. I mean, like, no one, no one ever wants to feel like there's, you know, they're gonna be under the microscope for something yeah. that they say, but at the end of the day, I think it's the things you say and your perspective on life yeah. that makes you unique and make you who you are. Man. Yeah. Like, and you're about to have the level of power yeah. to where when you say something, everyone's gonna rock with it anyway, just because you said it. Oh. I feel like you know you're here. That's now. scary. I feel like you're here in this room with me right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, from now it's gonna be a little harder to get you in this room. Uh, nah. Like you know, like I, I've seen I've seen similar trajectory happen uh, with other people, and I, I would be shocked if it didn't happen with your yeah. situation because all the ingredients are there. You know, like sometimes yeah. you have the ingredients what it what it takes to make a spaceship go into the yeah. sky. You have those ingredients. Thank you. So I I just feel like one thing that I just you know one thing that I want to do is like I I don't want to be in the spotlight. For any other reason than to make being human dope. Got you. You see what I'm saying? I never want to, I always want to be checked when I'm wrong. I always want um, people to look at me and want to be like them, never like me. So um, that's my hope. One of my biggest fears is that I'll be uh, dehumanized, you know, at some point. And I think that I'm starting to feel that a little bit now because I'm I'm so human, like so human, like to the core, you know. Um, I think you hear that vo- you hear a lot of that vulnerability in your music, uh-huh. and and it's dope to be able to be transparent like that. It's an yeah. amazing thing. Thank you. Now check it out. We got two things we want yes. to happen right here. You got a big record. Yes. Let me tell you about this record, Ball. Uh-huh. Uh, before I was super aware. Yeah. I would hear your name. Yeah. Just, just wasn't super aware. Yeah. Like there's so much music you're trying yeah, to juggle yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah. I saw the video came on on BT Jams or something yeah. like that. And like, I literally had to like find my phone, yeah. Shazam it, because they didn't show the thing at the yeah. beginning, like who, yeah. who the artist was. They like, they're weird. Did you like, like the video? So, the video's dope. Corey Walsh directed it. You had me from the second you talked about you quit your job at all. <laughs> like, who starts a song that way? I get it. Because I, yeah. I used to work at Schlotzky's yeah. and I quit my job at Schlotzky's like the same way. Like, like I'm not coming back. Yeah, I, I hate your bread. Yeah. You know, but 
you had me from that mo- moment on. And I was like, and then a couple weeks later, like, uh, you know, he's like, yo, B.B. Borelli's coming in. I'm like, see how the universe works? <laughs> That's an amazing thing. So let's set up the record. Tell them where they could pick it up and let's go. You guys could pick it up anywhere, man. Spotify, Apple Music. You could, uh, yeah, go buy that. Buy it, though. Don't be rich. Don't download it illegally. Shout out to everybody out there that's balling with no budget. Shout you out to it. all the college students that are drinking tap water with ice. That's regular. Man. That's so regular. Shout out to all the college students whose roommates have, like, really nice like organic food and they got like a slice of cheese in a fri- on their side of the fridge. Yo, BB Borelli, between me and you and everybody else who's listening <laughs> right now, when is the last time you drank water straight from the faucet? No cup. This it's- morning. Like hand cupped under the <laughs> sink. It was just- gross. <laughs> gross. And I looked at myself in the mirror like, oh my gosh, I am so happy no one's here to see this. <laughs> But it's amazing how far we've come. We're so bottle watered up right now. Yeah. And we're like, you know, that used to be the regular. You're like, we turn it yeah. off like 45 seconds, let it get icy cold. Yeah. And then just like I know. old school. I know. But it wasn't until I got older where I was like, you know, when I was younger, I was, man, when I was younger, I was gross. I used to drink tap water all the time. But when I got older, I started tasting the difference. Like, Oh, I? yeah. Now your taste buds get real finicky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, especially <laughs> as it varies from city to city. Yeah. Like, New York tap water tastes like this iron in it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's why I feel like... Yo, L.A. tap water is the worst. The worst. Have you ever had L.A. tap water? I don't think so. Tastes disgusting. I, I think they're trying to level y'all out, really. <laughs> There's too many people walking around L.A. Driving, I know. I know. Stuff like that. I know. So here it is, Mac. We're going to play this game. Two games to be at. Yes. To be exact. And the cool thing is, like, you're a sacrificial lamb for one of these games because uh-huh. we've never played it with a celebrity. Ah. So you're going to be the first one, all right? Celebrity. Oh, no God. doubt you're a celebrity. Trust me. Like, uh-huh. trust me. Just uh-huh. go ahead and put the down payment on your Hollywood Wolf. Uh-huh. Start right now. It's going down. First game we're going to play is the lightning round. Uh, I'm going to say some things to you. Say the first thing that pops into mind, all right? Okay, cool. BB Borelli, what is your favorite curse? word Fuck. i knew it what is a song that is out right now that you wish you wrote t-shirt that's a great song like yeah. man if i wrote that you know how boss i would be man i walk in this bitch with glasses on but yo you got balling and you also <laughs> bitch better my money and yeah. riot is dope too like yeah, you know what i'm saying you. like yo you thank got you. joints thank you got you. joints thank that are you. yours thank you um what is the last thing you googled um I think I Googled pictures of myself. Oh, really? You know why? Because I'm trying to, I wanted to post a cool picture and I didn't have any in my phone. I hate when that happens. Yeah. So you got to like scroll it way yeah. back to find yeah, something yeah, you yeah, maybe yeah, didn't yeah. post. So I just Googled to see if there was any pictures up that I'd never seen. Got you. Um, some horrible pictures on Google Images. Nah, I was Googling some pictures. You, 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 you hold it down. <laughs> Thank you. There was one picture where you had a cigarette in your mouth and it was a really up close picture. Yeah. I don't even smoke cigarettes, but you made me want to smoke I think it, it was a, uh, a spliff. Ah, uh, do you smoke like actual cigarettes though? Nah, I don't smoke cigarettes. I smoke spliffs though. Word up. Shout out to Spliff Star from Buster Rhymes' crew. You ever heard of him? Nah. No. Oh, he's down. He holds him down. Okay. Um, who do you want to be friends with in this business, if anybody? Or are you friends with somebody in this business that like, you know, like, oh, that'd be cool. I didn't even know they hung out. I don't really want to be friends with anyone. I think that's part of my problem. Um, or it was part of my problem coming up because... Um, you know, the suits be like, BB, you have to go make relationships. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, like how, do you, how do you go out your way to like be friends with somebody? Like either y'all friends or not, right? Like, right. That happens or it doesn't. But I mean, nah. 
Got you. Yeah. Um, well, that was the easy part. Yeah, you know, I want to be friends with cool people. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. There needs to be more cool people on this planet. Mm -hmm. Now, we're moving on to our next thing. Now, this game we got right here is called Got Five on it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you a question. You have to tell me five of those things in under 10 seconds. Oh, gosh. Okay, go. It's a little tricky, though. Okay. Like, here's, here's the first uh, mm -hmm. uh, practice question. Now, everybody knows that Notorious B.I.G. is one of the biggest artists of all time. But tell me five Migos songs. T-shirt. Ah. That's it. I, bad and bougie? No? Uh -huh. Um... Yeah, sorry. Ah, it's all good. I'm really bad with, like, knowing, like, names of anything. And you have your own cool thing going on. <laughs> I think this is something you can relate to, being a well-traveled uh, uh -huh. citizen and part-time California girl. Uh -huh. Everybody knows that McDonald's is the biggest food chain in the country uh -huh. as it relates to hamburgers. Uh -huh. Name five pizza joints. Pizza Hut, Domino's, NoHo Pizza and Grill, um, 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 New York Pizza. You got one more. Um, 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 Mama Lucia. Mama Lucia. Who's ready to puzzle? We'll let that Mama rock. Mama Lucia. All right, we'll do one more. B.B. Borelli, you're in the building right now. Mm -hmm. We want to know, what are the last five movies you watched on the internet? Uh, on the internet, uh, can shows do can shows count? How to Get Away sure. with Murder, Scandal, Breaking Bad, um, um, Orange is the New Black. Okay. Um, 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 uh, it just woke me up. Y'all are waking <laughs> me up. Look, I could get hyper too. Okay. I love it. I love it. You watch Luke Cage yet? No. Luke Cage is good, and so is, uh, what's the girl? Angie, not Angie Tribeca. That's a good show too, but uh, Jessica Jones. You mess with superhero stuff? Nah. Okay, then you probably would. But the thing is, I actually want to be more inspired by movies, you know? Like, I feel like I, I want to be more inspired by movies. Have you seen Moonlight? It's such a, an amazing, incredible movie. And, and, and the, um, the director of, I think it's, you call it the director of photography, right? The, like, visual? We'll go with that. Yeah, whatever. The visual is incredible. Like, the way they shot that movie is beautiful. I've been meaning to watch it. I just got. I just got you have to watch it. The lap dap scene. I Everybody promise you. <laughs> it keeps throwing me off. I <laughs> promise you. I promise you. You really do have to watch it. I got promise. you. So, yo, I, I feel like we've taken a lot of your time. Oh, no. Uh, but, Thank you. Uh, but your voice is amazing. Thank and you. And I wanted to know if we could showcase it right now. For I just sure. met your guitar player, Dan, just a second ago. Danny. He already has the guitar around his waist. Yes. Could we bless the people with an acapella yeah, acoustic for sure, condition? Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. You can't do acapella. And acoustic, no. but with an acoustic. Acabella acoustic <laughs> rendition of Ballin. Yeah, we're making up words over here. We're living. Uh, yo, step on up, man. Um, if you can uh, stand by that mic so the, uh, the guitar can uh, get picked up, we'll get it rocking. Where you from, Dan? New York. New York City. What part? Uh, Lower East Side. All right, cool. Manhattan in the building. Yeah. Right, cool. Why do I feel like I'm in New York right now? Because of the fake buildings. Atlanta's like a New Yorky, but with like you know, people walking slow. But with strippers. And better strip clubs. <laughs> Absolutely. People walking way slower. It's like New York, though. So, ladies and gentlemen, one time for BB Borelli and Dan the Guitar Man. That's good. But man, I'm not complaining Cause I'm still a pimp 
Think the engine light came on it. Now I gotta walk 15 miles to my apartment. Balling, balling, balling. I'm so mama, mama, awesome, yeah. Balling, balling, balling. Balling, balling, balling. All I. Ladies and gentlemen, BB Borelli. Yo, that sounded amazing. Thank you. The, the guitar work too, man. Shout out to you. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough thank for the you time, for and energy, me. and just your transparency thank you. that you not only gave us in this interview, but also through your music. Thank I you. can't wait to see what's next. What's after Free the Real Part Two? Man, just I can't wait to go. You know what I was talking about just yesterday? What? So I'm learning a lot about myself as a woman, as an individual, and as a person, right? I was just talking about yesterday how, you know, when you're on the road, you don't really have time to write music because thousands of things are happening. Um, yesterday, I started writing songs like on the road, right? And I felt so free and liberated. So right now, what's next is me going in the booth and creating whatever's on my heart and on my mind because I'm kind of stressed. So you work best under stress artistically, I imagine? Nah, I'm stressed because I haven't created as gotcha. much as I should have or should be creating. It's kind of like a dam and like the creative waters yeah. flowing and being yeah. against the wall. Yeah, so you feel like you're harboring everything inside because I, I feel everything. You know what I mean? I feel everything that happens. And a lot of times when I do interviews or when I um, am on camera or when I'm just, I'm just being transparent and honest, you kind of have to, you feel like you have to, you know, hold back. You know what I mean? So I can't wait to just let go. Word. You know? Well, hopefully you felt like you was able to let you go. I did. A little bit. I, cool. I did. And I did in this interview. Thank you. Truthfully, I did. I appreciate that. No, I appreciate you. Because as artists, we give, we give a lot of energy. So when that energy is reciprocated and it's positive and it's genuine, it, it uh, brings life back to you. It alleviates some of the pressure. So I appreciate you. Well, I'm Thank glad you. I was able to do my part. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're going to let the world know if they don't know already. Two EPs. Free the Real Part 1 and 2. This could get you on your whole driving commute. <laughs> home and school. We're here for it. One time for BB. Thank you. Feel free to clap for Just yourself. Just you. Pat yourself on the back. There you go. You did Just a great you job. And you. One time for Dan the Guitar Man. Oh, what are y'all? <laughs> much oh, love to you, baby. Thank you. Word up. Big shout out to B.B. Borelli. Now, like, after I did that interview, the very next night, I got a chance to see her perform live. She's an amazing live performer. So if you see B.B. Borelli coming to a city near you, be sure you support her and also continue to support this podcast. Hey, Crack, after hours. And you know how I do. I want to support y'all. I want to hear your stories. The thing I want to hear about from you guys is about astral projection. Have you ever done it? Do you know what I'm talking about? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should Google it. Anybody who knows me personally know I talk about this all the time. I'm a devout believer in the art and the ability to do it. It's a real thing. 
uh, Google it. There's like sites called uh, Astral Projection One Two Three that can like you know teach you about the art of that. But I want to hear your astral projection stories. If you got any, hit me up 404-997-2776. That's 404-997-2776. Now, granted, it's a Google Voice number and it's gonna ring and I'm not gonna answer it. And you, it's, the voicemail is gonna pop up. You leave your message and uh, your number at the end. And if it's dope enough, I'm gonna call you back. And something I couldn't record earlier that was driving me crazy in your whole entire podcast. The wrestler pats himself on the back. His name is Barry Horowitz. That's Barry Horowitz. Anyway, my mind floats sometimes. Anyway, I'm out of here. Y'all have a great week. This is Head Crack After Hours, episode two. Peace. You got to. Get off.